first official episode of NBA Geekly. Um, we have decided to rebrand. We're changing the name of the pod. Um, well, we, I mean, we love the Full Court Press brand, uh, the, or the name, if you will. Um, Joel came up with that uh, when we started this podcast about four years ago. Um, and, you know, we, we love it, but there's a lot of podcasts out there um, that have that name, um, that have the name Full Court Press. Um, and, you know, we've mentioned on several podcasts recently that we're um, sort of expanding the Geek Vibes Nation brand. We're branching out and, 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 and making individual channels. Um, so uh, along with that, we wanted to have a title that was um, exclusive that no one else had. Um, I believe when we started uh, with Full Core Press, we had a um, uh, we were the only uh, you know pod or the only um, show that had that name. Um, but you know, I mean, we didn't trademark it or anything. And there's been a lot of subsequent pods that have adopted the name, uh, which is cool. It's fine. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we wanted to have something that was unique and on brand for the Geek Vibes Nation channel. Um, so I came up with NBA Geekly. Um, so that's going to be our, uh, our title uh, from here on out. So this is actually episode one of NBA Geekly. Um, so welcome. If uh, you're a longtime listener of Full Court Press, it's going to be pretty much the same, uh, same format, same format. Uh, uh, content that you've uh, been listening to here for a while. If you're new here, um, uh, sit back, relax, uh, and enjoy some uh, NBA uh, chit-chat. Uh, but anyway, I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is Luke Alves. What up, Luke? Not much, man. You know, very exciting times. Uh, first ever episode. You know, I kind of hopped in on the Full Core Press a little bit uh, later, probably like two years so into it. So, you know, exciting to be able to be on the first episode. Yeah, man, it's, it's great to have you. It's it's been a while since we've had you on a pod. Um, busy summer. Um, I know you've like you've been working a lot uh, lately, um, staying later than usual and all that. Um, but yeah, man, this is great to have you back, uh, and it's great to have you here for the uh, inaugural episode, um, if you will. Um, but yeah, uh, exciting. Uh, I, I'm pumped. Um, Kanan. Uh, and, and his his graphic people put together uh, a really cool design for um, you know for for our our new um, not necessarily a logo but our, our graphic that's uh, displayed uh, you know wherever you get your podcast. Um, so I was able to see that today. Uh, really excited. Really like it. Um, so yeah, we're we're gonna roll with this. And uh, yeah, so this is the first episode. But let's jump into it, man. Um, so this episode's entitled World Cup Woes, uh, and let's get into why. Uh, the FIBA World Cup USA roster is almost set. They got it whittled down to 15 guys as of now. Obviously, they got to get that down to 12 um, before the start of the World Cup. As it stands now, um, at the point guard position, they have Kimball Walker, Kyle Lowry, Marcus Smart. Um, I guess I could just say guard positions. Uh, they also got uh, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown uh, at the forwards. They got uh, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Harrison Barnes, P.J. Tucker, Thaddeus Young, Kyle Kuzma. And then at the center slot, they got Miles Turner, um, Brooke Lopez, Bam Adebayo, and 
let me make sure I get the right Plumley here, Mason Plumley, um, the good Plumley. Uh, so that's that's what we got right now. This is going to have to be whittled down to twelve, obviously. Uh, notable withdrawals, though. Get this, Luke. This is <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, we we it, it, we've heard about this at you know uh, over the course of the last several months, but like when you really break it down and, and you put it all together. Um, in like one sentence of guys, Bradley Beal, Anthony Davis, DeMar DeRozan, Andre Drummond, Eric Gordon, James Harden, Montrez Harrell, Tobias Harris, Dame Dalla, Dame Lillard, uh, Kevin Love, CJ McCollum, Julius Randle, and JJ Redick have all withdrawn from this uh, roster, um, you know, over the over, over the past couple months. And of course, this doesn't even include, um, you know. Various people who were invited who just initially declined the invite. Um, but anyway, what are your thoughts on the the USA roster? Um, who, if you have to, I'm, I'm going to put you in charge here. You got to cut three people. Who do you think those three people are? Um, and do, do you do you care about the World Cup for basketball? Like just in general? Like those, those are my three questions for you. Um, real quick, um, isn't Fox – I'm pretty sure they promoted Fox, and he's one of the last guys. Here in oh, Fox. is he up there? Uh, All right. Yeah, I'm what, pretty what sure he, taking, he, they, he was on select. I, okay, so if I got to cut four, we'll, go, we'll start with that one real quick. So I'm not going to lie. I got to start off with my boy Smart. Um, he's just injured himself. He's got a calf injury. Um, he's not uh-huh. practicing for the rest of the time. So I just go ahead and just cut him, you know. I'd go ahead and cut Lowry, too. He just got thumb surgery. I don't think he's practicing. So, I'd have it with the, um, the point guards being Fox and Walker. Uh, shooting guard, I'd probably keep it at Brown and Mitchell. You know, that's two solid people. Good. Yeah. you got to have some vets, I feel like, too. Just at least a couple of them. So, I, I'd i stick with two of them. So, I'd go with um, definitely having maybe Middleton just as a, you know, that veteran presence, he's been there, he's, you know, he, he hasn't played for the team, but he's practiced with them and, and you know, all the other guys that drop, like you named. Because um, when all those guys started dropping, I was definitely for them just going for a full youth movement. Um, I just think it's time to just go all in on your youth. Uh, I even said they should have brought in a couple other young guys, um, Trey being one, Collins uh, from the Hawks. You know, just definitely going all youth. If you had all these superstars, you know, going. So, um, if I got to cut two more, I cut PJ uh, Tucker. I love the guy. He'd be another Ooh. great veteran, but I don't, I don't feel like he's that great. And um, not like not meaning like that great, but like right now he's like where he's good in the playoffs. He's playing center, but you're not going to have him being really kind of like center and all that in the power forward in this FIBA. Okay. It's like a lot different. I disagree. The but rules. Go ahead. Are kind of, the rules are kind of different too. It's going to be funny, you know. The I always love it because um, basketball players are used to taking one step and then start dribbling when they get the ball. But in FIBA, that's a traveling. Right. I forget. Yeah, you so can't the, do that. It always cracks me up when 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 you see all the players doing that. So I just I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind of going youth, and I want my two uh, veterans being Middleton and Walker. I just think that as for vets, they're better than PJ. Um, and then I'm I'm cutting the Plumley. Um, I don't really see yeah. him doing any doing any really factors for me. Uh, so I'd have it to that. Um, you know, usually it's exciting kind of. I watch it towards the end. I'm not going to lie to you there. 
I usually watch when it's really like heating up. Um, just because, like I said, it's it's kind of play different style and all that. And it's just you know, even when we had these superstar teams, I was kind of in and out. Now I do like the Olympics. I'll watch that, but the FIBA. This isn't like right. FIFA soccer where you know you have my attention no matter what. I'm a huge bandwagon fan for soccer, but I'm talking. Me too. You got me. You get that right there. I mean, I love soccer, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot more soccer heads out there, so I'm not going to claim myself as one. So FIBA is just not that but enticing for me, but I'll definitely watch it this year just because, you know, there's a couple of guys on my team. That's what I also, like, would do. Like, whenever, like, there's some players that I kind of want and watch that they're going to play. So right now with their – there was four Celtics invited. Now, I like I said, I with Smart's injury, I just think it's smart for him not to get injured anymore. It was fun for him to go out there. He'd be awesome there too, just to, like a bulldog guy. He'd be fucking great. Want, but he'd be Plus, so he good. But I'm just saying, positions. Yeah, if if he's hurt, I just health wise, I just think you know, just be smart for him just to be like you know, because he already is out indefinitely for the whole week, so he's not getting any practice, not getting any scrimmage. I don't think he's. He's definitely not playing in the game tomorrow. But it's just, it's not sad, but it's just, you know, it's surprising that this many people dropped. Like, you know, I could have saw, seen Dame, you know, keeping in, CJ too, but I guess, you know, they, they got paid. It could have been like that too where they talked to Portland because they both got extended because they make sense to drop. Right. And Portland's like, hey, you know, we're definitely going to extend you guys. We want to drop this money on you, but we need you guys not to get injured. You know, we just lost our center. And all that, we really think that we compete compete next year. So if we drop this money, so there's you know I can see a lot of things are going to factor into is the whole Paul George just injury. I mean, even though he's had two amazing years afterwards where he probably had his best season last year, but a lot of players right. are just like, yo, I don't want to get really hurt. So a lot of things come into play. But I think it's fun. Like I said, I would have gone a lot of youth. That's why this team that I chose. Don't get me wrong, I love PJ Tucker. He'd be fun out there. I just think. I kind of want the whole youth. Now, there's a couple of people I don't really understand. Julius Randle, why'd you drop? You're not that much of a veteran. Getting practice he had, time with, like, he some had, like, great a family. Coaches. He had, like, a family. Oh, yeah, no, family. yes, I did read that. I did read, I think, yeah, yeah. he did have something. I did think, I think yeah. I read that, that he had a family thing. Okay. But there's just some people like that, like, even if you don't like make Like, Montrezl like, like, bro, like, what? Like, come on, man. You could, ex- you yeah. could act, act, like, expanding your brand like probably would be a smart decision like you know like you're making six million dollars this year like it'd probably be smart for you to like maybe try to do something like that yeah so it's just some people even like just get the practice on like you're out there you're you you're gonna take a picture with the usc if you're not in the finalists you know you're getting practice uh, practice time with popovich you know he's not going to be in the league that much longer you're probably not going to go to the spurs for half of these guys to get, like, really good coaching and, you know, see something from their coaching and all that. And So I like it right now, just like I said, because I have three people on the Celtics where I'm going to be keying in, really seeing when they're in the lineups together, you know, how they're playing with Walker, um, Tatum, and Brown, because, I mean, that's going to show me a lot going into the season. I like them already building this chemistry. It's awesome. Like, you know, it's a great team bonding thing. It's outside the Celtics, so it's a lot of less pressure where they can have more fun where I feel like they could play, like, you know, like on the blacktop, you know, like just having fun with each other, really figuring out each other's game, then, like, you know, really being having that Celtics jersey, being like, we have to perform to this. So I think it'll be fun, and, you know, it'll just, you know, hope everyone can be healthy. And I think, you know, 
right now I still think U.S. is the favorite to win just because there's not sure. a lot of strong teams. I mean, what sucks is Doncic's team last year who wins the Euro League is not in it this year <laughs> because they didn't make qualifying, even though they won the Euro League. Right. But they didn't make the qualifying right. in years past for FIBA, which is just like – so it's just like that's another team. I mean, you've got like Spain, but it's like, okay, what do we got, aging Gasols and – all that because like the European players are true to their they'll they'll keep on playing. I don't I haven't heard any European countries really losing people. Like you got Italy, no, that's been playing with each other for a while. Yeah, um, I forget. Is they take a shit way or, over there? Yeah, some European countries they've they've been playing. So we're you know they the U.S. always pulls us together. You know, usually it's superstars or all star. This year it's more you know up and coming all stars and all that. But I still like it. I mean. I think Donovan Mitchell's really going to show himself. Fox will definitely be taking that step and being like, holy shit, like, who's going to be the, the best one out of that draft class? Like, you know, so it'll be fun to watch all these young guys getting a chance to really shine. And then from this going into the U.S. Olympics next year. So it'll be a good building if they right. keep the same team. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting how the – like, I don't care about this. And it, just like you, like, it's not, like, when it comes to, like, soccer, like, dude, I'm all about it. Like, I fucking love World Cup soccer. Like, it's so much fucking fun. Um, like, it, it, and, like, I've gotten to, like, a point where, like, every every four years, like, I'll root for the U.S. and then, like, adopt another team that I, like, just like the way they play. Um, the very first year I watched it was, I think, 2006, and I just fucking loved the way the Netherlands played. I was just like, dude, this is, like I, like, I don't really understand this sport all that well, but I love the way this team played. Um, so, like, it, it, it's just different. Like, it, it's more exciting. It's, it's um, and, and probably a lot of it has to do, at least for me personally, is I don't follow soccer year to year. Like, even with Atlanta United winning the World Cup, like, I followed them throughout the, the playoffs last year. Um, and I was, like, really excited when we won. And then, like, a, a couple days later, it was it, – like, that excitement didn't maintain. So this is not my, like, my go-to sport, or at, like, at all. Um, so, you know, and I, I haven't watched one Atlanta United game this year. Like, I just – it's um, – it's just you know, it's not, it's not my thing. But for the World Cup, like, it's like – it's this once-every-four-year thing. It's really exciting and, like, you know, like you're rooting for your country and all that. Um, so like it, it's got like a different thing, but with NBA, uh, or with basketball, you know, we got the NBA, that's what we watch every year. We watch that. We watch some college basketball, like the world cup doesn't really mean anything. And then, you know, if you're talking about something that actually means more, the Olympics over here in the U S and presumably in, in North America in general, um, mean more, um, you know, so, uh, when it comes, when it pertains to basketball, um, so I I don't really care about this. I like you. Like if Trey was on this team, I would watch for him, um, or, or or John Collins. Like I'd watch for those guys. But like I don't I don't have a huge vested interest in any one of these players. Um, so like I like I'll might I'll probably watch a couple games just because I'm I'm so basketball deprived right now. Like I want to see good basketball like being played. Um but, you know, I'm I'm not like super excited about this by any means. 
Um, but uh, as far as the roster as it's currently constructed, we're definitely still the favorite. Um, I, as far as who I would cut, I, it sucks that Smart is is banged up. I I didn't know that. I I really wish he wasn't because I really like him on this team. Um, see, because I was thinking more like cut Lowry and keep Smart simply because like you know Smart's a little younger. Lowry's like always hurt. Um, but I w- I would want to keep one of those two guys. Like I don't I don't well and and you did say Fox uh, may have been promoted, so that could be your your resolve there. But like so you definitely need a backup point guard um uh, to to back up Kimba and then Donovan Mitchell can run some point if need be. Um, so if you have those three guys, you're good there. So definitely you're keeping Walker, you're keeping Mitchell. Um, and and you need either Lowry Smart or um, Fox there. So one of those three guys. Um, and then you're keeping Brown. So that's four. Um, you, you definitely should have three big men. Plumlee's the obvious one to cut there. Um, so that gets it down to um, seven. Um, and then, you know, from there, what, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah, so you, you're going to have five forwards. Um, out of these guys, I would keep Tucker. I would probably cut either Barnes or Kuzma. Um, I really like P.J. Tucker, his defensive tenacity, the fact that he can space the floor and hit threes. And just like if I'm thinking about the kind of player that Popovich would like, I think P.J. Tucker would be great. Definitely keep him Thaddeus Young in case we got to go play fucking Greece. Um, cause Thaddeus Young is like one of the few dudes who can actually guard Giannis. Um, so you definitely want him on that team. Um, like no fucking question, uh, just for that one game. Like if no other reason that one game, you definitely want that young. Um, so yeah, I, I would say ultimately I would probably cut Barnes. I'd probably keep Kuzma, um, Although I think Barnes is actually a better player. Nah, you know what, fuck it. I would cut Kuzma, even though I know what you're saying and, like, getting the young guys in and everything. But, like, I, I would probably still, just from a pure basketball perspective, I would cut Kuzma, Plumley, and then one of those point guards because you have Donovan Mitchell who can handle the ball and run the point um, if necessary. Um, so, yeah, that, that'd be about how I would split. But, um yeah, we'll hey, see. I think we're missing I, I think... one other person. What's that? We missed one more person, too. So you can maybe cut who. Um, Joe Harris also made the team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did hear that. Um, I See, I don't even know who. Like, I, 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 the, the last I had heard, they had whittled it down to these 15. And, like, it's like every every day there's, like, some new iteration or somebody who's dropped out or added in or whatever, like, I can't fucking keep track of it. Um, but, yeah, like, I, Harris is – I like Joe Harris no other Right, yeah. I, that, I cut that Barnes if mine because I like, I like yeah, Harris for three. The only, the only reason I would like to have Barnes because he can play both the three and the four, but then again, so can Tatum. So, yeah, I, I probably would pick Harris. And Harris has that versatility to slide to the two if you need him, which Barnes doesn't. So yeah, I, just as far as like a fit as like a like a twelfth man, I'd probably rather have Harris, um, just because of how he's going to fit on that team. Like I got a lot of guys who can do what Barnes does. Um, like I don't have a guy who you know when he's not playing the Sixers in the playoffs 
shoots 45% from three um, and, you know, wins three-point competitions and shit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I that's a good call. Like, I, I, I do – not to mention, like, I just feel like, again, that's a good pop guy. Like, that's a, that's a guy that pop would just, um, uh, you know, like the work ethic, like the, the you know, um, kind of uh, blue-collar nature to uh, Joe Harris. Um, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what, what they end up finally whittling it down to. Um, but let's, uh, let's move on to some news on the Canadian team. So they've had some withdrawals of their own. Apparently, like, and like I said, this is just, it's not a North American thing. Um, because, um, North America just does not care about the world cup of basketball. Um, so, Notable names missing from this roster, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Dylan Brooks, Trey Lyles, um, and even some other players that, you know, are, you know, not, not as big, uh, namely uh, like a Nick Stauskas. Um, he's not on there as well. And then a couple really big names that aren't on there is uh, Jamal Murray and R.J. Barrett. Um, again, like – I feel bad for him because, like, coming in, if you looked at the guys, like, the Canadian players that they could have, like, potentially had on this roster, um, they're going to be really good. And, like, it's like now your best players are, like, Kelly Olenek and, I don't know, Corey Joseph. Like, that's that's not great. Um, you're definitely not going to win. Um, but, like, if you had, like, all your best guys, you could probably put up a, a nice fighting chance. Um Again, North America just does not fucking care about the World Cup, and I think, too, like them moving it to 2019 kind of really hurt them. I I realize why they did it. Um, you know, they didn't want the overlap with the Soccer World Cup and all that. Um, so that makes sense. Uh, but um, it is kind of a bummer in the sense that like, you know, we probably could have had a lot better players involved in this um, had they not done that. Um, you know, because it's you know now you're now you're pinning it right up against the Olympics, and just to be fair, um, especially like the United States, we care more about the Olympics. It's just the way it is. Um, so, uh, but what are your thoughts about uh, you know the um, Canadian team losing pretty much all of their big names as well? This one's really surprising, just because like. Team Canada was, like, very young. There wasn't, like, any, like, guy. The only one that I can understand is, like, again, Jamal Murray, just because he got the full extension. And maybe, you know, Nuggets are like, we're dropping this money on you, man. Do you mind just skipping out, you know, if you want to play in the Olympics and all that? And so, like, you can play that. But right now, can you just re-drop? So, he's the only one. But, like, the out, like both of the Alexanders, why not? Like, you're really young. Um, RJ Barrett, isn't your dad the like who runs Team Canada? Like, isn't he doing all? So I did read this, which is kind of like I still don't understand it. From what I've heard, is Jamal Murray and RJ Barrett are going to practice with Team Canada, but they're not going to play for Team Canada. They're going to practice all the way up and just like help them out, but yeah. they're not playing, which doesn't make I heard sense. That too. It doesn't make at any fucking sense is, at all. It's like, it's hey, just man, like okay, just working so, out with them, you know, like getting some reps in. It's like, really? Like, I mean, I guess, I guess that's good. Like, 
so you know you can go fucking like dominate on these these poor like fucking Canadian players that are actually interested in playing uh, in the scrimmages, but yeah, it's that is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, so it, that didn't make sense. It's just like a lot of those guys you named. They're like, why don't you want to like show you got? I guess like you say in the FIBA World Cup and all that, but like for Team Canada, you looked at that roster. And all of that, like, when it first came out, and like, man, this is really young. Canada's going to be fun. They might be able to compete with the U.S., especially if the U.S. is going through this youth movement and all that. So, like, why wouldn't you want to get some chemistry and some team play, even if you don't do that well? So you're not just going into the Olympics. And I'm hoping none of these guys, are, like, do this against the Olympic team. I hope they all play. But it's just, like, you should want to have some playing time with you. So Team Canada is just going to – it doesn't look that good right now. Um Andrew Wiggins cracked me up that he wasn't invited the first time, and I think if they were to even reach out, he was like, "Nah, you didn't invite me the first time. I'm not, I'm not coming in now." <laughs> so that was that, that was always a shocker that he didn't make the the team. I guess him and RJ might have a thing because there's definitely been some Canadian players that've been um, casted away from the Canadian team because of RJ in the past. So, but you know, I mean, it's it's interesting things for Canada. You know, they were never going to be good. Uh, but so it would have been fun to kind of see the team because it just it's weird to see how many Canadians are in basketball right now and like some of them are actually right. like you know have potential. So that's like that right. was the very big surprising thing when not when even have potential. Out, like they're legit fucking good. Like I mean, yeah. when, when you're talking like Jamal Murray and like some of these other dudes that are in the league right now, like they're legit fucking good players. Even like some someone like Shea, like Shea's. Like, I know he's only played one season, but, like, in his one season, he was trusted to be the starting point guard on a playoff caliber team. Like, that's that's that says a lot. Yeah, so just in the end, I mean, Canada, I hope they, they all play in the Olympics. I hope this is just, like, like you're saying, them changing it to 2019 and all that, and then not seeing a reason because the only person I see – has a valid excuse to not play is Murray. You know, he just got, he just got paid. He got that check. Right. RJ too. I just, I don't know how like you're talking to your dad. And you're like, I don't want to play. Cause I think, you know, <laughs> RJ would be fun. It's, it's, it's fun. Like I think RJ might've done it when Zion, like I never understood why Zion didn't want to play in the USC. And it wasn't like the Anthony Davis, like Anthony Davis, when he came out of college, it was like golden because he won the NCAA championship and he jumped onto a team that was like every superstar. So it was a good learning experience. But like Zion, I guess it's not like that, but still it's like Zion, you didn't want to play for Team USA or you're that out of shape and you kind of didn't want to show us and you got to get back in shape. So there could be some things in there. But it's interesting that a lot of these young guys aren't taking advantage of, you know, playing. I don't know how well Canada's coaching staff is, but I don't even know who's coaching. I think, uh, Actually, no, I think uh, – what's his face is um, Toronto's coach is actually Team Canada's coach. Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse, yeah, Nick Nurse. I'm sorry I blanked it there. But yeah, I think Nick Nurse is uh, Team Canada's coach. So, not that bad of a coach. I mean, he brought his team to the championship first year and won. So. Yeah. <laughs> so. He's, he's got a pretty impeccable record for a one-season coach. Um, but, uh, yeah – We'll see. I, I, I'm with you, man. I, I hope that we get um, all of these guys on board for the for the Olympics. Um, you know, you mentioned Andrew Wiggins not not getting that initial invite. 
Um, I saw, and I, I was just like a screenshot on Facebook. So I don't play NBA 2K, so I don't like, I'm not in the know on this kind of shit. Um, but I saw a, a screenshot that said his ranking going into this season uh, was a 58. And I was like, what? Like, I know he's been bad, but like 58? Like, and I don't even know, like, for an NBA 2K ranking, I don't know if that's like, I mean, I, I know that's bad. I don't know just how bad that is. Um, but, I mean, I was, I was fucking floored. I was like, are you fucking a 50-fucking-eight? Uh, like I said, I don't, I've, I don't know if that's his actual ranking or if this was just, like, something mocking him or something like that. Um, but nevertheless, like, um, you know, they, they could definitely use him now, but I, I, I wouldn't necessarily fault them in maybe prioritizing – R.J. Barrett over him. I mean, just as far as you know, if you if you're trying to pick someone who you want to be revolving on your team going forward, it's probably a better bet at this point to to side with R.J. Um, and I didn't even know there was like a rivalry there. I had no fucking clue. Um, no, it's not between but, uh, Wiggins and him because Wiggins is older. It was this uh, other person. I can't. I think can't think of his like name. He went to Vanderbilt or somewhere, but he played on. Team Canada used to actually be really good, like the youth 18, like compete and all that with RJ mm-hmm. and um, him and this kid, they were both really good. And um, yeah, he kind of just challenged RJ and was like, I don't think the team should just completely revolve on you. And then uh, kind of got kicked off the team after he said that. So uh, RJ won ah. because his dad runs the show. So but, uh, what RJ ah, says. Interesting. I got you. I got you. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, RJ's not going to be there. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes for uh, Team Canada. Not expecting uh, a lot of W's. Uh, I, if I were to guess, I would say USA will be there. This Serbian team with Nikola Jokic um, and company um, stands to have a really good shot. It definitely sucks that Slovenia is not going to be there. Not that you know, not that Dragic would have like a, a huge impact or anything, but like just having Luca out there. Um, you know, if if he was going to play, who knows if he was? I mean, he seems like he's at, right now very busy and just like a workout regimen. Um, he's shed a lot of weight. I've seen a couple pictures. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he comes back uh, this season um, in in better shape. Um, so who knows if he would even be interested? But like you said, the the Euro guys seem to really care about this a lot more. So. Probably, I mean, chances are he probably would if if the team had qualified. But you know what? That's another thing. Like, FIBA's got to get that figured out, man. Like, like what the fuck are you doing making qualifiers? Um, you know, where the USA team has to run a full-on G League team, and like Slovenia doesn't even make it despite having like one of the best young players in the game, um, a lot of like reasonably good. Um, like basketball players in general, uh, you know, to go along with him. Again, that's that's just a whole another thing. Like FIBA's so fucking stupid. They're they're almost as bad as the NCAA. Um, probably not quite, but they're like a lot of. Well, actually, you know what? They probably are. <laughs> uh, no, I I'm a, I'm gonna say the NCAA is worse, but uh, it's it's a. We would be splitting hairs if we argued over who was worse because they're both fucking terrible. Um, and we'll get into why another reason uh, that has been added on 
uh, in the last couple of days as to uh, why the NCAA is terrible. But before we do that, um, I want to talk about David Griffin for a little bit because he had some comments uh, about LeBron James recently. He did an interview, I believe, with the Athletic, um, and uh, it was it was a very broad interview. They talked about a lot of different things. Um, but the things of note, the, the the biggest things of note within the interview was what he had to say about his time in Cleveland, um, and particularly how that related to um, his time being the GM uh, while LeBron James was uh, on the team that he was managing. Um, one of his quotes was, Everything we did was so inorganic and unsustainable and, frankly, not fun. I was miserable. Literally, the moment we won the championship, I knew I was going to leave. There was no way I was going to stay for any amount of money. Um, that particular quote I find to be a little disingenuous considering, like, from everything that we read back uh, in, like, 2017, I think, um, he was seeking an extension. Um, so it seems to be – I mean, maybe – I don't know. Maybe he was intentionally asking for, like, an obscene amount of money that he knew that um, uh, shit, Dan Gilbert wasn't going to pay him. Uh, and and so so maybe that's true, but it, it does seem weird that he was even searching for a contract extension if he – if, you know, according to him, no amount of money was going to keep him there. Um, so – the other thing uh, that he had to say um, later on in the piece, um, in, in, in accordance with LeBron James, after uh, having won the title um, in 2016, um, he said, there, there wasn't a lot else for him. I don't think he's the same animal anymore about winning. Um, and this was obviously within the context of um, you know, LeBron having – won the championship, and, you know, here's the thing. He's not fucking wrong as is as, as what he's saying about LeBron. Like, he's really not. He's had to come out and try to clarify and say it was taken out of context or whatever. Um, and, you know, I mean, who knows? Maybe it was. But, like, regardless of that, he's not fucking wrong. Um it, I'm sure it was a headache being the GM of the Cavs. Like, with LeBron always signing these fucking short-term deals, you're constantly, like, it puts you in the position where you constantly have to be leveraging your future um, in order to fucking, like, sustain, um, you know, enough uh, credibility with him to get him to re-sign another deal. Um, you know, even with a three or four year three plus one year contract that he's got in LA right now when you see that. Like them like they don't want to like they they just gave up everything to go get Anthony Davis. Um the only team we did not see that on because we saw this with Cleveland the first go round. The only team we didn't see it on was Miami. Um and that was namely because, you know, they got such a good like head start with getting uh, having Dwayne Wade and getting LeBron and Bosch to both sign there, um, you know, that, that just gave him like a huge leg up on everything. Um, but like, even they like traded a lot of like pieces here and there. Um, and 
that's kind of always been the deal with LeBron. Like, um, you know, he's he's it, it's very it, it's very hard to build organically with LeBron, say, post original Cleveland days, um, and even they felt the pressure then. Um, now they just didn't follow through, didn't make the best decisions, um, and of course Dan Gilbert kind of constantly had one foot in, one foot out. They had a chance to get Amari Stoudemire and didn't do it. Though in hindsight, that may not have been, you know, the the, the biggest deal. Um, but nevertheless, he's absolutely right. I'm sure it was a fucking headache to build around him because of the position that they were kind of con- – he was constantly in as a GM, having to constantly cater to LeBron. Um, and you know what? Like as far as, you know, his, his comments on LeBron – you know, not, I guess, having that same animal side to trying to win, um, which I guess, you know, maybe a more preferred nomenclature within the NBA is having that dog in him. Um, look, LeBron famously said that there were, and I got the quote pulled up here, uh, it's nothing I need to get in this league that I don't already have. So everything else for me just is just like icing on the cake even though I love the process of everything that I go through to be able to compete every single night and put teams in position to compete for championships. But there's nothing that I'm chasing or that I feel I need to end my career on. Um, And then we saw him like go to the Lakers. And obviously that was, uh, of course it's, it's all speculation on everybody's part, but it's pretty clearly um, he went to the Lakers because he wanted to be in L.A., and he made it was a family decision and all that kind of stuff, which is fine. It's no knock on him. Um, you make a decision for your family, like, word, like, you have my respect there. Um, but, like, let's be real. Like, we've seen that quote, other quotes that, that kind of, you know, he's, he's not concerned about um, – he's not as concerned about winning as he once was. Um, and that's just that's just the way it is. So like, my thing here is like, you know, LeBron came out and and he tweeted um, what um, he's all right, all right, enough is enough. The throne has been played with too much. He didn't put the second L on the two, by the way, LeBron. Um, and I ain't for horseplay. Uh, ether coming soon. Um, whatever ether is to him. Uh, but like. Dude, it's like none of what he said is fucking false. <laughs> All of what he said, there's like legit um, backing behind it, and it's what we've all been saying for a long time. It's just somebody who's actually close or used to be close to the situation has just come out and said what we've all been thinking. Um, it's like, dude, it's it's not really like a personal knock on you. It's just calling a spade a spade. Do you see it this way or – Luke, or, like, am I just, I don't know, am I off the reservation here? No, I mean, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this. I've always felt that it's hard to be, uh, you know, coach or a GM for a LeBron team. I've always thought that. He always runs the tables. He is the best basketball player in the world, so you got to do that. But just like David Griffin said, it it had to be hard for him being on those one-in-one deals, so you never knew what was going to happen, so you had to appeal to him, so you make these – Terrible contract signings and and J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson and just do all these bad money deals because LeBron kind of holding you hostage and you got appeal to him. But the only thing that I kind of was, you know, 
not not like I don't know why he did this was Griffin kind of like backtracked his statement and he said you know it's all out of context and all that it's just like don't retract what you said we all know this like it's not like it's just oh, like I can tell you an uncommon it, thing though, where hmm, I can tell you exactly his why retraction? he backtracked his statement yeah well, I can tell you exactly Rich Paul and they want to do right. trades yeah. and there's still Absolutely a lot of Rich Paul clients right. out there you can't yeah. you can't make You're LeBron mad 100% right so I understand that. So we all know this. So, but it's just like it's not like Griffin. It's not like what you said was surprising. Was like, oh man, like shocker. Like LeBron's really this bad. Like to like deal with as a like you know on a team. It's just like no, everyone knows this. It's not like you know smoke and mirrors or anything. It's like it's pretty known. It just I kind of just liked it where we were getting it from a GM that actually went through it and won a championship with them. And you think should be on his highest highs coming out of that championship and like, you know, I did it. I've made a championship team together. And his first thought is like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Like, this is terrible. Like there's nothing good in this situation. Yeah. We just won, but there's nothing good. A money cap. I think Griffin, see, that was also a thing too. Like ah, it made Griffin look like an incompetent, like GM, like he didn't know what he was doing, but I really felt like Griffin really does know what he's doing. He's going to show it in new Orleans. And I think that's, was kind of holding back to Griffin being in Cleveland where it was just kind of like everyone was just like, well, this is LeBron's team. LeBron's a coach because he fires all the coaches. I mean, <laughs> boy, they get, they had David Blatt, and that guy wasn't even there for that long. I mean, so just, you know, all the time, you know, it's LeBron's team. Now this L.A. thing kind of did the same thing. Got rid of all his players. At least L.A. has them for a three-year deal. It's the first time he signed a deal, but, you know, we just all knew, like you're saying, he had more things in L.A. besides basketball that he had to go out there for L.A., including his family. So that made sense. But, yeah, I mean, I just wish Griffin would have just stuck his guns because it's not like this is something new. Yeah, like, I, it, it, here's the thing. Like, I, I agree with you. I wish he had stuck to his guns, too. If he wanted to come out and say maybe I could have phrased it better or presented it better and, and this is how I would – actually present it like sure but like but like regardless of his nomenclature and whether that was uh, a preferred nomenclature or not like dude like <laughs> i mean you, you're fucking just being real right now like and we've all known this so yeah i i'm with you man i wish he had sucked those guns too um because i mean it's it's just what it all boils down to is you know, it, it was a, a candid moment. It was, I think, something that, honestly, I just kind of appreciated. Um, like you said, is it's something interesting to hear, like his his thoughts and like, and he even said in the in the piece, like he had, like broke down crying after they won the championship. Um, like that, that that's interesting in and of itself. Like I imagine both because of like the relief that he felt that they were able to pull it off. But also, like, the, just the amount of pressure that it built up on him. Um, and, you know, we saw LeBron do the same thing. Um, but, like, it's a, it's a different style of pressure. It's, a, you know, it's just um, not that any, any one is bigger than the other. I mean, I would say if I were going to pick, I would say LeBron's was way bigger, actually. Um, but, like, that doesn't discount Griffin, the amount of pressure that Griffin was under. Um, and, and just the fact that, like, he didn't get to enjoy the 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 day to day kind of stuff, 
Um, and it seems like he's going to get the opportunity to do that in New Orleans. Um, and I, I look forward to seeing what they do. I wasn't like over the moon about what they did this off season. I think I was on board with a lot of what they did. Um, some of what they did, I, I didn't love. Um, uh, but uh, I, I do think overall he has done a really good job setting this team up in in their first year post AD. Um, you know, build around Drew and Zion. Well, really build around Zion while still constructing the team for the next couple of years is with Drew as your leader kind of um, uh, blueprint. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think overall it's um, it's going to be fun to watch this uh, this Pelicans team. Uh, and, of course, I mean, the NBA is not only did Adam Silver go out of his way to rig the lottery <laughs> so that they would get a replacement player for Anthony Davis, it, they're also going – the league is going way out of their way to promote Zion, putting them on opening day, Christmas day. Like, they're, they're all about it, man. They're trying to – trying to salvage this, this New Orleans brand and franchise and promote this team as much as they can. Um, I'm going to call it right now. Charlotte is winning the lottery um, this next season. That'll be Adam Silver's new project. Um, you're going to get uh, the, the kid from Georgia. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, um, part of that's tongue-in-cheek. Part of it is a little bit of my – quote-unquote conspiracy bill like coming out of me um but anyway um let's move on uh i'm i'm, I'm just catching silence on the other other on the other end of this line so i'm assuming that's a, all right let's let's keep it moving nick um but uh i want to talk a little bit about this ncaa rule this agent rule the rich paul rule as uh lebron james coined it um so essentially what this is is the NCAA is has decided to let um players have conversations with agents if they are testing the waters um in the uh NBA draft process. Um so we see this every year with players who um declare for the draft and then there's there's an early withdrawal date and as long as they meet that they can go back to college. Well now these players who do this um, can uh, enlist an agent um, just to help them with the draft process, coordination, you know, all those kinds of things. Um, But there's a particular qualification that the NCAA has implemented um, as to what they expect, um, you know, a a criteria, I I guess you would say, um, for, for what these agents must meet. Um, and one of those things is having a bachelor's degree, which, I mean, I I don't know how that helps you be a, a, an agent, like an NBA agent. I don't I, – I, like there's there's no degree for NBA agents, so I, I, I don't know why that's ultimately significant. Um, so obviously uh, the, the biggest agent out there who doesn't have this degree – um, happens to be one of the biggest agents out there in Rich Paul. Um, it's interesting. I don't look at this. The, these are not the kind of clients that Rich Paul is, is looking to sign. He's getting much bigger fish. Um, but I do think it's interesting that it does seemingly indicate that they don't like um, 
the notion of Rich Pauls, um, if you were to like just maybe not single out Rich Paul, but we don't we don't want any other Rich Pauls, any other people like Rich Paul, um, you know, coming in, you know, messing up our our uh, how we like things to run. We we don't like anyone upsetting the 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 roost, so to speak. Um, I, I feel that like I I definitely see see that and and I'm not gonna bother reading their whole fucking retort, but like it, you know they came out with a retort after the be- initial backlash a couple of days ago, and it basically said like, well you know it being a, a an institution that values higher education, like we think that this qualification is kind of important, and you know blah 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 blah. Um, and it's just like, bro, like you ain't fucking fooling anybody. I have not seen one article published that is actually even coming close to defending them here. Um, so I would imagine you're on the same page as me, Luke. Um, and I, in fact, I, without having talked to you about this in particular, I know you're on the same page with me because of what we've talked about with the NCAA in the past. Uh, but uh, just – for the sake of posterity, what are your overall thoughts on this rich ball rule? No, it just it makes no sense to me. Um, they're like eight years too late. Like, if you really wanted to, like, take out like if you because it is kind of like at Rich Paul, like he's the the whole you know big agent right now. I think they're trying to like NCAA two just being a big institute and all that, and run by a bunch of just I don't know just just corrupt people that don't really just care about things. Um, just the reason I did this is like the whole player empowerment movement, I think too, with like, you know, they kind of want to like put their stamp down and say, Hey, you need a bachelor degree, which I'm completely for you where it's just like, you know, I went to school. I mean, I definitely, if you had a degree for, you know, being an NBA agent and all that, I would have definitely taken it, but there's none. And the best thing for you is the experience and all that. So if you want to get right. him when it hurt, you know, you could have got him like when he was first coming up where he only had like really LeBron and all that. But it just, I don't really see any sense. The biggest thing that really doesn't make sense to me too is uh, 2021 is about to be the draft where you can come trade out of high school where NBA is allowing, you know, 18 year olds. So that isn't going to apply to them. So a lot of these top tier guys, anyways aren't going to go the NCAA so they're going to get their agents and they don't have to have an agent who has a a bachelor's degree in freaking I don't even know I mean liberal right. arts like that so made basically no you're sense. shooting yourself like, in the foot you're cutting your nose to yeah, bite your face NCAA yeah yeah and, and they're doing this like way too late like they like NBA can like make these rules you know like how they're allowing the ATLs coming so it's just like I don't understand the NCAA sometimes I think they're trying to do this like as a money gouge, but I think it's backfiring and they're like, it's, it, I mean, it's not going to hurt them. I mean, you know, you might have some players now that might be able to talk to an agent, you know, for a couple of years that like, cause you know, most of them are lawyers. So a lot of them are very smart and all that. So majority of them, like we're saying, have the degree. So you can get, definitely get good life advice, especially now that you can withdraw your name and go back into school and all that. So that, you know, but it's just, NCAA just always doing things to just prove to the world that they are probably one of the most incompetent like organizations just run. And it's just, it's, it's such a money driven like beast that that's all they care about. And they just don't really understand any of the logics behind anything they do and they'll never figure it out. They don't care. They're just going to make tons of money 
off of football and then tons of money off of basketball and they're just going to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So it just, it's not like, it, it, you know, NCAA can make these dumb things and um, unfortunately get away with it, even though it's not that impactful. I mean, they can try to make these new rules, I guess, you know, yeah, yippee, and get a, an agent with that. So it just, if they really wanted to make a stand for this and all this, you could have done this like eight years ago, and that would have really hurt Rich Paul when he doesn't have his clientele, doesn't really have his experience in, you know, the work, well, you know, do, being a GM and all that, and you can get him, like, young. But still, I still think people go to it because, I mean, it's, it's almost Le- – I mean, it's a very close to LeBron thing. So, it's you know, you, LeBron's a very smart business person. So, you obviously know Rich Paul is obviously too. So, the people that are going to be in that organization are obviously very smart because they're in that inner circle. So, it's not like besides Rich Paul, they're, like every other person doesn't have a degree in that that like you know the organization that um agency so i just like i said i, I right. don't understand it i like like when you guys sent it today you know and all that i'd seen it but i would just i didn't want to read it i just read a lot of headings and all that and i didn't want to click into come just like this just seems so like idiotic that <laughs> ncaa yeah. was like i'm gonna prove a point and it was just like this does nothing like this does nothing for you especially in 2021 where high school is about to come pro so Good job for, you know, making you guys look even worse than you do in a lot of people's eyes. I mean, right. majority of the people don't really care, but the ones that really do care about the sport and understand everything, you, you know, the NCAA is just a bunch of schmucks, just a bunch of just yeah. imbeciles sometimes. I mean, they, they're rich, and that's all they care about. Yeah, it's a bunch of old white guys who want to fucking keep – keep things the way they are and not have it change and everything's changing around them and they're desperately trying to fucking like make it like even with any amount of incremental change they're they're still just trying to like pull it back like well you know we we're drawing the line here and it's like okay like and like you said like um i can't remember the dude's name but the uh the guy and uh there's a dude in rich paul's agency is mostly in charge of like scouting overseas talent and trying to um, look into signing those kinds of dudes. Um, he's got a bachelor's degree, so like he, he could fucking he could easily you know fit their qualifications. Um, but like like I said, it, it's not about that. It's about like trying to prevent the next rich ball, like the next guy to build a brand um, like from the ground up. Um, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people say this is definitely got some some sort of uh racist undertones um you know i i don't feel like you know you and me being two white dudes we we probably don't have the 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 best platform or stance or what have you to to really speak on that but i am shit i ain't discounting it like it certainly am not discounting it um because it it does kind of come across uh at least in some uh respects in, in that sort of light um, but, uh, but yeah, just, just another fucking instance of the NCAA being fucking stupid. And for God fucking sake, man, let these dudes make money off their fucking likeness already. Like, please, like, it is ridiculous that fucking Zion Williamson, you know, had to play a whole year at Duke, make no money when he could have been signing autographs at like, what, fucking at least a hundred bucks a pop. If not more, um, like that's just that's utterly ridiculous, um, and that would just solve so many fucking problems as far as this 
this whole argument of paying players and all that. Like, fuck that. Just let players, like, make their own fucking money. Like, I don't think anyone is really arguing that you need to be paying, um, you know, the fucking volleyball team. It's just, like, come on, dude. Like, if these guys – if your platform, if your if your brand allows guys to have a certain amount of clout and limelight, like, because of their talent and their skill set and the work that they've put in over their lives, like, they deserve to fucking make a little bit of money off that um, is all I'm saying. And I know I'm, I'm beating a dead horse here. I've said this a few times on the podcast, so um, we don't have to go too deep uh, into that. Um, but all right. Let's move on. Kevin Durant um, had an interesting conversation with Chris Haynes uh, that was published uh, for Yahoo Sports. Um, I- I'll let you start this one off. Did you get a chance to read the article? Yeah. Um, I-, I actually like it. Um, you know, hearing the couple of podcasts he's done with Bill Simmons, you kind of get to know Kevin Durant. And um, if you know him outside about, I mean, a lot of people, he's very gritty. Not like that in a bad way. It's just like oh, a yeah. lot of his things, like like how I kind of shoot him away at the end. He's like, okay, you got what you want. Now get out of here. Like I got to do my training. Like <laughs> he was just like, he gave you the answers. Um, he doesn't seem like, you know, a, a bad interview. He just definitely wants to, he, like sometimes it can be a good interview where you have a guy control it and, and want to give you the information. And I liked a lot of the things he said. I mean, he wanted to back up Golden State. He said it straight out. No, it was not any pressure. It was not their fault. I wanted to get out there, and uh, we aimed for game five no matter what. I was with the trainer, and him and me were the only ones making these decisions. So I like that whole part where, you know, he's like, I don't hold it against them. He even brought up the Draymond Green thing because, you know, Chris Haynes like, I got to go there. He was just like, you know, right. we're just teammates and all that. I, I love them. They all congratulated me for signing and all that, you know. It was just basketball. Like you said, he's a lot of people, like, looked at this Golden State team and all that, but it's just like it was, it's a lot of people that just really like basketball. Yeah, it's like a really stacked team, and it's just like they just really enjoy playing basketball, and I don't think a lot of people, like, the narrative was never that, and like or they couldn't believe that, that that was just like the thing. It was just like, yeah, they're going to get on each other, but in the end, they really all just love to play basketball. So him just coming out and saying, you know, I'm going to get better and all that, I do see what's in front of me. And then <clears throat> the Brooklyn thing was kind of, you know um, – wishy-washy, you know, I got to take it for if Durant's saying it, he's not, you know, putting a lie behind it. He's definitely telling you. So him trying to be like, you know, that whole people just build um, New York into an existence on that. I never want to go there. I kind of believe it, but then I kind of don't. Like, you know, I do feel nah. like at one point in time, New York definitely had the feeling that they were going to get him. They would have not traded Kristoff and all that and cleared up all right. this, like, second – room and all that. I think there's some other like minor things that went into it. But then again, like when he said with Brooklyn, it, like I do understand that what we always said is where he's like, it's just a better situation. I'm not being a Knicks hater, even though, you know, I do love to knock on the Knicks. It's just, it is a better <laughs> situation. Like, yeah, your owners kind of done some dumb things in the past, but like, you know, you, you have a, like a couple other people that are in the ownership too. You have a lot of, like, things that, like, what is it, Alidaba? Oh, they got a new owner, is. too. Yeah, that, yeah, what I've just tried to name, um, can't even think of his name. That's what I'm saying. Like, he hasn't done it that much. So, But you've got, like, yeah. a smart, like, GM in Sean Marks, which mm-hmm. me and you both yeah. like a lot. Um, oh, yeah. You know, he's building some good things. 
And and you also had some good quality players that were already on the team. Like like you said, we Carousel Burt's really great. Spencer Dinwiddie, Joe Harris. Yeah. I mean, Allen, Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, not Josh. I mean, uh, Jared. What say, so. Jared Allen. He's even on the select team right now for the U.S. So it's like they've got these good players, and you didn't have to do much besides you know they got Kyrie. So and he even said it was just not like it was like things where like hey we coordinated all this like. Yeah, we've been friends. We're always friends off the court. You know, we just – it just – it was a good situation it came to be. It wasn't like they planned it the whole year to, like, we're going to follow each other. So, it, like I said, um, I always get it. it. Like, reading it, I could just, like – even though I've never met Durant, I've just, like, heard him in, like, you know, the podcast and all that. I just, like, to – I could just hear him saying in that gritty fashion. And I just loved how, like – even Haynes, how he, like, edited it. We're just, like – and he basically told me to get the get out. I gotta get like I, I've got what I need. I need to get out now. <laughs> get out of his face. I just like that. Like like yeah. he was just like, all right now. He just told me to get out. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's Durant. <laughs> like he, he's gonna give you what he wants. He's gonna tell you straight to the point. He's not gonna try to backtrack or retract some statements and all that. He's gonna be very upfront. I don't think that's what a lot of people in the media. I don't think like about Durant. They don't understand is like he's straight to the point. Like he's no ifs, ands, or buts, or trying to, like, back no. He's, if he's telling you it and you're hearing it straight from him, you're not reading a quote and you're hearing it out of his then he, it means it 100%. So I thought it was a good article. Yeah. I liked it. And I think it was a good way, you know, I was waiting for that, who was going to get it, and the big story about Duran and all that. And he just, you know, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Um, and, like, that, it's funny because, it was honestly like the the Bill Simmons podcast that that really, I guess, in 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 some ways, like whichever one it was, and I don't, I don't remember which which specific one it was. It was one of the later ones that he did with Bill. I think maybe the second to last one that he did, um, where like I listened to it, and it was just like him chilling with Bill Simmons and like getting drunk, like drinking like some wine and shit, and just fucking shooting the shit, um, and it like. It gave me more of an appreciation for for KD that than you know what what I I guess what like the the way that he presents himself um, via social media or or via quotes and everything like when you hear just these little snippets or see little things he he comes across as like this really sensitive like um, pushy um, kind of like. Um, you know, everyone said it, like, all on his feelings and everything, and he is, like, somewhat those things, but, like, what you don't get when you see those things is, like, just the genuine nature of Kevin Durant, and, like, Kevin Durant, like, just his genuine nature, he just seems like a really fucking cool dude, like, he really does, um, and, like, that's that's kind of the thing that I got from um, like listening to those Bill Simmons podcasts, and like that's kind of what comes across, at least for me, after having listened to those um, in in this article. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. Um, I, I definitely did take a little bit of umbrage with uh, you know him saying it was always going to be Brooklyn because you know he said that same shit about Golden State. He was like, "Well, it was always going to be Golden State. Like Boston was never in the mix." And it's like, dude, you went met with Boston, like. Come on, dude. We we all know Boston was in the mix. Like, they don't try to rewrite history now. Like, um, and if they weren't in the mix, then why'd you go meet with them? Um, you know, like then like why even waste anybody's fucking time there? Um, and like he didn't do that 
per se with the Knicks. I mean, he signed like immediately with, with the Nets. Um, and, you know, but honestly, like, it, I, I, again, I, I would agree with you. The, the, the Knicks don't make that Porzingis trade if, if like, they don't have a, a, a large amount of confidence that, you know, he's going to sign there. Um, now, maybe it was floated to them that he, he wanted to come to New York and, you know, he would weigh his options and look at the Knicks and look at Brooklyn and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, so maybe it wasn't like something where it was like, yo, like, KD wants to come here. He wants to be a Nick. Maybe it wasn't that black and white, but I think there was definitely at least at some point in time where he considered the Knicks. Um, and, you know, I, but, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, as far as his branding, he can't come out and say, like, well, I knew I was going to leave Golden State, like, you know, <laughs> fucking six months ago. Um, like, and that's the thing, like, you know, when that whole Draymond thing happened, it's like, Draymond, like, <laughs> you know that, like, Draymond didn't just, like, feed into, like, what was being talked about in the media, being like, you're going to leave anyway, fuck you, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, he said, they fucking knew that. Like, that that was, like, I'm sure there were, like, conversations and different stuff, and, like, just, you know, Draymond's smart dude. He can fucking read a vibe. I'm sure he fucking knew it. Um, so, like, there are little pieces in here, and there's always that with any of these guys. Um, you know, and, and, you know, the whole basketball fit thing, like, yeah, I mean, it does, it definitely makes more sense to go to Brooklyn, uh, as far as a basketball fit, it definitely made more sense for him to go to Golden State than it did to, you know, go to Boston, um, at that time, or to stay in OKC, um, but, like, make no mistake about it, um, I think a large part of why he wanted to go to Golden State in particular wasn't just the basketball fit. It was also because they got a, all that Silicon Valley tech money out there, and he's trying to make his brand. Um, so now that he's got that in the bag and he's got all those connections, now he's going out to Brooklyn, hit that East Coast market, just like fucking LeBron James did. Just the same fucking thing. That's why he went to L.A., um, branding and all that kind of stuff. Um so, like, I guess for the most part, I like most of his answers. That would be my biggest gripe. It's just I wish he would have been a little more forthright about that. And, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, maybe I'm maybe I'm misreading the the, the, the tarot cards here or what have you. Um, but I, I, I feel like that's I, – I'm, I feel fairly confident that that had a lot to do with this um, – sort of situation as well. Um, and I, wait, I think his name's Alibaba. I think that's the dude that you were talking the owner. Um, uh, or maybe he owns, uh, maybe there's like a company called Alibaba. I can't remember. Um, but like, yeah, that dude's got major connections. The owner of the net got major connections like worldwide. Um, so as far as branding, um, like great, it, it's going to be great for Kevin Durant. Um, so like, and it's just like adding on to what he's already built out in the Bay. Um, so, you know, I mean, he said like, he wants to, he's, he's in that same boat with LeBron James. Like he wants to be, um, he wants to be in a position where he can like own a team someday and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like 
you know, I feel like everybody would understand if they were just honest about it. If they were like, you know, this is like another step to me, like achieving goals like later on, and I feel like I can simultaneously achieve the basketball goals that I want to achieve now. Like, I don't think anybody would like like them for that, like LeBron or KD. Um, so I don't know. That that would be my my main gripe, but. Uh, I'm with you. I, I mean, I, I I think for the most part, um, he was very candid as he normally is in these in these type of situations. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it was a good piece. Uh, I'm I'm not like a, a huge fan of um, of uh, Chris Hayes in general. Um, as far as like when he's on podcasts and stuff, like um, like he he doesn't have the the best presentation per se. Um, but like the dude's like in the know and he's just so fucking likable, um, that like, I think that's like his, his big thing is like, just all these guys like him. Cause he's just like, there's nothing not to like about him. Like, he's just a fucking stand up, nice fucking dude. Um, so it's like, it, it, he's managed to couple that with, you know, having, having the right skill set and, and being, um, probably in the right position uh, you know, a few different times throughout his career, and, he, and he's managed to kind of um, become one of the big names as far as reporting within the NBA. Um, and yeah, I mean, once again, gets another great sit down uh, with with another player. I will say real quick, um, I, I appreciate that, that KD um, came out and kind of set the record straight when it comes to Golden State, um, but. I always kind of felt like this is how it went. I like, I just think again, like, you know, it's uh, just because he doesn't blame them doesn't mean they're not at fault. Like, you know, like you, doctor should have seen this coming. Um, I, I heard plenty of people talking about um, doctors, like talking about uh, like reading up on this. uh, various doctors, and granted, they, they were mixed. Like, not all of them said this, but several did say, like, "Yo, like, if if he's got a calf strain, I mean, he goes out and he goes out and he tries to play on this. He, one of the side effects could be rupturing his Achilles. Um, and the fact that, like, you know, the Warriors kind of came out and said, like, like we didn't see this coming, blah blah blah. It's like, well, then maybe you need to reassess your doctors because, like, you, you know, I feel like if if there were people saying that it, it could be granted, not people actually examining Katie's body. Um, but nevertheless, there, there were doctors saying like, just cause and effect. There could be this problem. Um, yeah. Like maybe, maybe you didn't do your job to your fullest capability. All I'm, all I'm saying. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I am so glad that he kind of put, put it to rest as far as, them pushing him or forcing him or whatever. Like I, I never really felt like that was the scenario so much. Um, always kind of felt like more. It was, it was a, probably I lean more to the side of negligence, but I just don't feel like that's any better in my opinion. Um, so, but anyway, I digress. Um, all right, let's move on. We got one more topic. We're gonna wrap it up here. Uh, NBA All Decade Team came out. So. First team was Curry, Harden, LeBron, uh, KD, Kawhi Leonard. Second team, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, 
um, Carmelo Anthony. 13, Dwayne Wade, Kobe Bryant, <laughs> Kobe, <laughs> Paul George, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, what are your thoughts on this team? I, I, two things. What are your thoughts on on their selections? And also, like, did, like, do you even care enough to, like, like get offended by any any selection or any snub or anything like that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm about to go on a tangent. I'm about to. Oh, nice. This list does not make sense to me at all. I don't know what their qualification is, but it just seems like none of them make sense because this list does not make sense to me. Because if you're going to put all these players in, you know, Kobe Bryant, you know, had a good first half of the decade coming into the 2010s and all that. And then, like, James Harden's and all those and the Westbrooks, you know, they've kind of been in the later half. But there's just a lot of things that, like, you know, I don't agree with. And, and if I'm going to put criteria, you know, I'm going to, like, if you're going to put Russell Westbrook and James Harden in front of Kobe Bryant, then you're obviously going off of, you know, recent MVPs. So you're kind of holding MVPs and recent stats and all that. But I have a problem that Kobe Bryant won a finals in this decade. Neither of those two guys have won a finals in this decade. So that's a big thing that I don't understand. Also a finals MVP. He could have won the scoring title one year against Kevin Durant, lost it by .1, and he just sat out the last game. Like, Kobe's good, so there's a lot of things that I'm not understanding because, like, you know, he, he has a down things. But another one is, who, who put Blake Griffin on this list, and what has Blake Griffin done? Yeah, like, he was transcendent, I guess, and, like, he was flashing and all that. But Tim Duncan won at finals in this, like, decade. He deserves to be in there. Griffin hasn't done shit. Oh, yay, he's gone to the playoffs and lost in the first round all the time or second round, never made a thing. So there's the kind of things that I got because, you know, you can't hold stats because there's a lot of these guys that, you know, that didn't play. Just the Bryant thing really throws it off that, that like, you can't go up recent stats and all that. And then wait, it's wait, just wait. like Chris so let me, Paul. Wait, wait, wait. Where would you put Kobe then? I put Kobe, you know, and probably two. I put him over Westbrook. Westbrook hasn't done anything to me. Harden's done some cool things and all that. Yes, Westbrook's done the triple doubles and all that stats, but what have you done as a team? Like, yeah. what have you done for your team? What has your time, team benefited out of you doing this? Kobe Bryant won at finals. He was great in 2010. He's coming back to back. That's a great coming into this. Like, he's got some things in. He wasn't that bad until he ruptured his Achilles. Yeah, yeah, there's some things like, you know, he's got some – kind of bad years at the end, but I mean, he, he got hurt, so it's like, I don't understand the stats, and then Chris Paul, how the fuck is Chris Paul's second team? What has Chris Paul done? What big accolade award is Chris Paul have, because I don't know anything. You know who I'm well, putting again, in Chris Paul? over all these guys? You're not going to yeah, I put Dwayne Wade. I'm putting Dwayne Wade. I'm putting Dwayne Wade, and I'm putting 13 Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose was the youngest ever MVP. He's won an MVP That's in this true. decade. He was amazing in this decade. He was. People were freaking out about Derrick Rose doing things. Yeah, he's got injured. You can't use recent bias because the whole thing, like a thing, I don't know how they did this, but the stats aren't, you can't just like, oh, the cumulative stats and all that. It doesn't make sense because, you know, Giannis has been great, you know, these later in this, like, you know, in the back half of this just decade. So, you know, I'm looking at, like, I'm looking at big things that people have done in this, like, you know, winning MVPs and things to me. Winning finals with your team is big for me and all that. Like, Anthony, Anthony Davis, yeah, you're good. I'll keep you up there. But, like, Blake Griffin, no. Tim Duncan, way over you. Yeah, Tim Duncan might not have flashy 
stats and all that and doing all that, but pretty sure he went to three finals. I'm pretty sure he did that. I'd even maybe consider Chris Bosh, you know, like, there's just like, I just don't understand. And it's just like a lot of these are recent players. There's just not a lot of things. I just, I didn't understand it. And Kobe Bryant thing. And then um, I forgot who the, the white guy on ESPN that went off and said he put Kobe Bryant on the worst. Kellerman? All the team worst. I'm like, Kellerman, I'm like, bro, dude, like, I'm a Celtics fan, and I, like, you know, I love to hate on the Lakers and all that, but you are just, like, out of your mind to even think that, like, Kobe Bryant won a finals in this decade. Like, he did things. Like, <laughs> he was really good, and then he ruptured his Achilles. Like, he could have won scoring titles, of, like, two years back-to-back. He had 27.9. I think Durant had 28 in that year. His first year with Kevin Durant back-to-back, but he literally sat up the game. It was like, Kobe was good but we're all being too recent biased. And this thing that was just like, I was just looking at Carmelo Anthony. What has Carmelo Anthony done? He's not even playing in the league. Like, there's other people that I would just put over Anthony. Yeah, too. don't like, Melo like that, man. Melo has been real, was really good early in this fucking decade. I know, like, but, I like, get you got to think, like. I get what, I get, I get you're, you're prioritizing, like, team o- over the player, but, like, uh, it's. Like with with all NBA, but he doesn't like have an MVP. Prioritize team over player. He finished second. Man, Kobe ain't I know, got but an I'm MVP saying like in I got, this fucking decade. I got to give it to MVPs too. Like I just, I'm just you know got a whole like I just don't understand this whole about it. Why they made it in like because if you would have kept Brian off of it, I would have been like okay, well this is kind of like the recent because what it feels like is like. Not like all team decades, like all five years from 2015 until 2019. That's a four year, like not even the full four years yet. And they're like, this is what we're going to be recent by. It's not really a count for like 2010 and all these early years. Like, look, I'm saying Chris Paul's never done anything. I go Curry, Wade, Paul, even though I don't understand why Wade's in the, like, I why they give Westbrook second team other guard and Wade third green third team and another like they flip-flop those positions because they both play the opposite of that so i, I don't know I man go, Wade you know. was way better in the last decade he got banged up and like kind of fell off i he mean won, he's, i mean he's he's still been finals, solid but he won five yeah no i mean two of them on like the coattails of lebron james though like i mean let's mm. be real he wasn't the best player on that team i mean at least at yeah, least but I mean, like I'm with your argument with kobe over. kobe was the best player on that team so it's just like a lot of things don't make sense. There's like, yeah, I just, I don't understand what they're, they have it all over the place too. They're not, it's like <laughs> completely positioned with, it was when I first read it, it hurt oh, but my it's mind not, more than like, It's not completely positionless though. Cause they, they made it clear they're picking two guards and then, or, or, or I guess two backcourt players and then three front, front court players for each particular team. Um, so they just again threw out the center, which I don't generally like. However, in a in a uh, a decade That's devoid okay. of any supreme center talent, like we've had, we had Dwight Howard, who I I would say Dwight Howard deserves a fucking spot on this fucking list. Like everybody fucking wants to knock Dwight Howard because he's been like this culture killer and all that. Man made three defensive. Player had won Defensive Player of the Year award three times in this fucking decade, bro. Like that's got to account for something. Um, he made it to the finals uh, in this decade. Um, 
uh, well, at least what they qualify. I see. I would have. I I don't even think the 2009-2010 season should be a part of this decade. For me, it should be 2010-2011 should be the first one, and then this year's season should close out the decade. It should be 2010 to 2020. Like that. That's how I would do it. But anyway, that's just a small nitpick. Um, but like, nevertheless, like. Like I think Dwight Howard definitely. I think I would have given Dwight Howard the vote over Giannis. I know Giannis won the MVP this year. Giannis has been great for like two years now. He's been good for like two years before that. Um, but that's like four four good years. Like Dwight won Defensive Player of the Year three fucking times, bro. Like in this decade, like that's fucking crazy. How are you not gonna fucking put that man on this list? Um, I just feel like his overall body of work throughout the decade kind of rings uh, it, it it should be more heavily valued if you will um you know i get like Giannis won mvp he didn't but nevertheless like i don't know i i i do have a, a little bit of a gripe there um but uh yeah that was my only really big one though like as far as like i mean i I get why they didn't include centers. It is what it is, like especially for this particular decade. Um, I, I guess I get it. Though I think you could have easily done it where you're like, we're going to pick, you know, two guards, two wings, and a big. Um, and, like, you could have had Anthony Davis, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Dwight Howard being your bigs. Or if you, even if you wanted to include Giannis, Giannis could have been one of your bigs. Um, or Blake, for that matter. Um but nevertheless, I don't know. I, I didn't really care. I was just like, man, it's just another fucking list. <laughs> like, it's another list to get people talking. Um, and, it, and it does its job, man. Like, I mean, we're all fucking talking about it. So it's like that, um, that did you see that, that top 50 rappers list, top 50 all-time rappers list? <laughs> and those motherfuckers, those motherfuckers didn't even put KRS-One on it or whoever, like, released it to like start didn't put KRS one on it. I was <laughs> just like, okay. <laughs> like, all right. Like your 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 list is immediately fucking void to me. Um, you youngin. Uh but nevertheless, uh yeah, I I I I guess I it's it, it, it's it's superfluous. Like it, it doesn't really mean all that much. It's, it's, it's just that it's NBA.com, so it's not even like the NBA making the official, um, I guess, list or whatever. Um, I think Kobe's properly placed. I mean, I, I, I would, you know, because he did win the championship, he did get a finals MVP. Um, like you said, he did almost win the scoring title. I mean, I think he's fine. I think 13's fine. I think you can make an argument for Damian Lillard um, over him. Uh, as far as the third team, just for the body of work. Um, but, I I mean, you could make that argument. I, I wouldn't because, um, like you said, like winning a championship shouldn't have a have a big, you know, uh, it, should, it should be a big qualifier, if you will. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, I'm fine with it. It's like there, there might be some little, little things I would move. My biggest one is just I, I would pick Dwight over Giannis. What do you think about that, by the way? I know you like we we had the conversation maybe a year or so ago about Dwight and whether he'd be a, a Hall of Famer, and I was like, I don't know. And you were like, dude, motherfuckers won Defensive Player of the Year three fucking times. Um, so like 
that's always kind of stuck with me. And I was like, looking back at it, and I was like, oh shit, this is all in this decade. Um, I don't know. What What do you think about Dwight being um, not on this list? No, I'm happy you brought him up because, I mean, I'm going to be a little hot takey. I think he should be over Anthony Davis and LaMarcus Aldridge and Giannis. I mean, like you said, wow. I mean, what are we going to hold? You can't be recent bias and you can't look at the Dwight downfall if we're going to go over decades. We're going to pull, like, best three years. I'm thinking his best three years of being defensive player, three years in a row, all NBA those three years in a row, too, all NBA defensive oh, yeah. player all three years in a row. He, you yeah. know, he was dominant. Anthony Davis is yeah. getting injured a lot. But Marcus Aldridge, I don't think you've made a third team good for you here and there in all the NBA. You ever done defense. I, neither of them won Defensive Player of the Year's awards. And, I mean, if you really, like, that's what, I, I, like, if I'm going to pull the best three years, I'm taking, unfortunately, even though he's terrible now, and this is a decade of centers are not anything in this decade, but Dwight Howard was good in this decade in the beginning. We all just want to forget when he went to L.A., just went all up in flames, but – him for the Magic, yeah, he actually went to the finals and, you know, lost. I know, that was the year before, so coming into, like, right into the decade. But still, I yeah, like I said. That's I right, that was, that was 09, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was because Celtics won in 08. Yeah. Then Lakers won 09, 10 because we played them in 2009. Yeah. It's it right, dear right, to my right. heart. I, I know those years. <laughs> I know those yeah. years in basketball. But, yeah, like, like I'm saying, Dwight's actually done, like, don't get me wrong, I'm not – saying Dwight's better player than Anthony Davis. No, 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 no. Anthony Davis has a way, you know, better, like, pathway for, you know, ceiling and all that. But from right now, looking at bodies of work, I've got to look at, you know, Dwight was, like, in this decade, he was kind of in his prime. He's on this, like, you know, we get two years of just prime Dwight just dominating and really was, like, you know, before they went away from the center position. So, I'm with you, yeah. I put Dwight in this. Like like I said, I'd have center position. I'd put Dwight in it. I'd put Tim Duncan. I'd just lie and make him a center even now. He is a center. I'm, I'm sick of all the, the For this decade, fans he was out there. Center. Oh, and also, I'm putting Dirk Nowitzki. Man won a finals. Yeah. Man won a finals. I'm putting Dirk in this. Yeah. I'm sorry, LaMarcus Aldridge. He was I'm really good for, like, like the first four years of this decade. What did Anthony Davis do? Like, really, like, I love the guy. He's really good. We're not making this off of, like, pure talent all the NBA, like, all decade. No, I'm looking at Buddy of Work. What has he done? He's done nothing. He quit on his team. Dr. Whiskey freaking won a finals with his team after so many years and dominated it, dude. Didn't even, like, skate by and had help. Like, went up against LeBron in his prime and went toe-to-toe with the man and just dominated that guy. It was awesome. Right. I love that year. So, again, like, this whole list, like you say, it's just such a dead, dark period in the NBA. There was nothing to do, and NBA.com just made themselves yeah. look really foolish because there was. I don't. I would. I don't even want to read into the criteria because they'll just even make me more mad. But this whole list oh, needs to be ripped up it. and and just and just thrown away because none of it makes sense. They have no clue what they're they're really pulling off because, like I said, you got to have zeros well, over Chris Paul. He's done things. See, he was very transcendent. You can't hold him against them that he got knee injuries. I mean, Chris Paul's been injured a bunch too, so I'm not really seeing, you know. I'm taking D. Rose. If, if i got to pull Chris Paul in his prime in this decade or D. Rose in his prime in this decade, I'm taking D. Rose. I'm taking him 100%, man. No one that D. Rose all the way. Like, there's no – you cannot convince me, and I don't think Chris Paul's a bad player. I just don't think – he's been injured. He's kind of been wishy-washy and all that. Like, D. Rose ran into epic I think, injuries. Like, I think – Epic thing. I don't know, man. Fuck it, dude. 
Chris Paul's been fucking great. Like, I don't know. I, I would <laughs> just body of work. Like, I mean, because since the injury, like, <laughs> I get it. D-Rose got the, um, got the MVP over him and all that. But, like, uh, no, nah, I, w- I would take Paul over D-Rose. But here, here's the thing, and this is, this is, I think this is important here, and we'll wrap this up. Um, this is why these lists are fucking stupid, man. Like, I don't have any problem with you, like, saying these are the five players that define this decade. Um, and like that would be to me like a lot easier um, than like the, this is the the first, second, and third all decade team because like there's always going to be this weird overlap where you got guys like Kobe and Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki who like really fucking were still uh, like in their prime uh, but tailing off of their prime at the beginning of the decade. And then you got guys like Giannis. Um, and I think he's the only one that I feel like who is, who's really like, had, had like just recently established his prime. Like I think Westbrook and, um, and Harden were pretty much in their prime. Curry, they were all in their prime throughout the decade. But like, you have such a mixed bag of guys that it's like, you, you like it, uh, looking at, like who defined a ten year period is just stupid. It just it doesn't make any sense and it's just a stupid fucking list. Like it's just another stupid fucking list to add to all the stupid lists that we always fucking click on to be like, huh, I wonder what I'm gonna disagree with on this. <laughs> um and like but like we're we're obsessed with lists as a society. Like we are so fucking obsessed with them. Um and you know, like we they they they're, they're perfect clickbait material, like, because they're not, like, they're not even, like, uh, they don't even have to fool you into, like, clicking something that isn't as advertised. Like, it's exactly what it's advertised as, um, so it's not, like, that amount of clickbait, but it's 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 clickbait in the sense that, like, they're going to get everybody talking and it doesn't really mean anything. Um, I just feel like, I feel like it, it, if you're going to do this, you should probably do it in five-year increments. Because I think that would just be easier. Because, like, if we were doing it, like, for the first half of the decade, it would be so much fucking easier. Like, then you definitely have Derrick Rose. You definitely have, like, Dwayne Wade and Kobe Bryant. Like, all these players would be, like, way fucking higher on these lists. And then Steph Curry and those other guys um, that have come on more recently um, would dominate the last half of the decade. I just feel like five-year increments are, are – like, just a better way to fucking look at it because there's too much various overlap um, of, like, guys who start their careers in different stages and then, like, maybe, uh, you know, player A, his prime is, you know, from, you know, mid-decade to the middle of another decade and then player B's prime is, you know, that next mid-decade to the next mid-decade and then player C's prime is like right in the heart of the decade. And it's like, so what this player C gets like some, I don't know, fucking, uh, you know, get, get some sort of like more gratifying standing because he was born at the exact right time to fit your decade qualification. Like, I just think it's fucking stupid, bro. (laughs) I really do. That's like the first thing I thought when I read this list was just like, yeah, it's kind of lame. I mean, it's just dumb. Like, I, I, I don't know. 
I, I and I like making lists as much as the next guy. I just think the way they went about constructing it, um, a with their criteria, but also with just like having to have, um, uh, you know, uh, a first, second, and third team. Like I would just pick the like I said, I would just pick the five players that define the decade. Um, like if, if you if you want to make a list, I just be like these are the five players that define the decade. And like in that, for the most part, I think they got right. Like, um, you know, I, 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 I do like your argument for Dwight Howard though, as like the most, um, like if you're, if you're, if you have to pick a true center, I, I feel like he's your guy, um, to like, to define the decade. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Um, interesting though. I, I didn't expect you to be so, um, verbose in your um <laughs> in your hatred uh for for this publication um but uh but all right uh that, I, that's going to wrap it up uh unless you got anything else to add on this particular topic no i think i've hit all my grudge points on this like you said on this pointless <laughs> clickbait list that uh, you didn't even need to there's nothing that you get intellectually or comprehensive out of this it was just like you said no. it was just a list and and like you said, hey, it got us to talk off of it. A good topic for us. And like you said, it you didn't think I'd go this heavy into it. But like I said, I just I I don't understand the list, the whole criteria, everything. <laughs> yeah, man, I feel you. Uh, well, hey, man, thanks for uh, joining me uh, tonight and for the first uh, episode of NBA Geekly. Appreciate it, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Peace out. Indeed, man. Peace. And thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, it's uh, I'm I'm excited. We got a lot of good stuff, um, you know, coming down the pipe. Um, like I said, we're just this this is pretty much just a continuation of Full Court Press. We're just doing a little rebranding. Um, so we're uh, we're gonna try to grow this brand and uh, grow the Geek Vibes Nation brand. Um, so please uh, check us out wherever you get your podcast. Uh, it, it I know it's been updated on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, if it has not been updated on the other platforms, it will be very, very soon. Uh, so NBA Geekly. Uh, so be sure to check us out, like, and subscribe. Give us a five-star review, please, please. Uh, and, uh, again, thank you for joining us tonight, and we will catch you next week. Be sure to check in. Uh, to all our other various podcasts on the Geek Vibes Nation platform. We got uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance just dropped yesterday, so be sure to check that out. Dane did an interview uh, on Monday Suck with Andy Signor, so be sure to go check that out as well. Um, And uh, we will have uh, Tia's Top 10 and Geek Vibes Live this weekend, so be sure to um, give those a listen as well if you are so inclined. And uh, we will see you next week. Until then, peace.